Hello everyone and welcome to Finance with JCL. I'm here to try and share some experience and knowledge to help us all on our journeys to financial freedom. Today's topic is around the eight different income streams and what I'd like to show is that there are additional incomes that you may not have considered and by increasing the amount of income that you bring in you can either get your financial freedom goal more quickly or you can exceed the value when you get there. So that's what I'd like to take away from this, the multiple pathways to accelerate your journey to financial freedom. So to start with, what I'll do is I'll take you through the first uh, section, which will be the eight different incomes with some examples. I'll then kind of give a bit of a worked example as to a typical scenario, and then what you could do to increase the number of income streams, and then we'll wrap it all up with a summary at the end. So let's crack on. And the first income is what you might call the earned income. And this is probably the most common form. It's essentially your salary job where you're effectively exchanging to a large degree time for money. And the more time you spend at the job, generally speaking, you'll get paid more. It has plenty of advantages. It's very steady and predictable, which is a good thing. But also if you're trying to accelerate uh, your journey to financial freedom, that actually makes it quite hard to, to increase that. It does require you to be in a reasonable health position that you're actually able to go to work. There are a lot of jobs to be done from home, but if, if you're in very poor health, you may not be able to participate in this kind of income. And yeah, it's, it's pretty common and one that most people will probably experience at some point in their, in their life. So that's the first one. The second income is what I would determine it's called profit income. Uh, it's essentially your kind of revenue minus cost type scenario. So it's perhaps you've started a business where you're importing something from China and selling it on Amazon at a higher price. So that would be profit income. It could be through your self-employment uh, as a business owner. Now the great thing here is there are much bigger potential rewards and you can accelerate much more quickly, but there's a much higher chance of failure and there are various stats going around, but the, the, the probability of a small business failing in its first couple of years is, is very high, and it's certainly over 50% from what I've read. So a bit different to the first one. This is much more volatile, um, but perhaps bigger rewards, but bigger trade-offs there. Third income is interest income, and you get that effectively from lending. So when you deposit money in your bank account, they will effectively lend in that bank money to lend to someone else. They will pay interest for that privilege, although these days not particularly much. And again, it's generally very steady and predictable. Uh, and you, you can almost calculate ahead of time how much you're going to get for certain amounts of money. And you can also look at fixed rate accounts, which will say give the bank money for 12 months when you can't access it. And they'll give you a 1% to 2% rate. And perhaps a new and emerging area is that peer-to-peer -peer lending you can use platforms to lend to other people or businesses, but perhaps that's got a bit more risk. So that's the third one. And again, with this one, it's not something you're going to get very rich or very quickly, but again, it's steady, predictable, and it does chip in to their overall pot. So that takes us to the fourth income, which I would call a residual income. So you do a bit of work, so active work up front, and then it turns into passive income then. So over a period of time, you can just get paid multiple times for the same thing. 
good example is if you write a book you do that work once and that book could be selling 10 years later still selling copies and you could still be receiving some residual income and even perfect example here's a youtube channel where you make your videos and then perhaps you get paid through advertising revenue um, every time someone watches it even if you've only done that work once so halfway through so go on to the fifth income and that one is dividend income which is one of my favorites and that is from stock ownership so investing in the stock market owning parts of companies or owning positions in funds that own companies and various instruments now the absolute power here is you can actually turbocharge your position by reinvesting dividends to buy more of the same which then starts over a long period of time compounding up really really quickly so to, to get rich quick on dividends it's a long-term play but you can massively exponentially grow with the compounding effect now there is a partly cyclical cyclical element to it because a lot of companies in troubling economic times will cut their dividend for safety perhaps only for six months or a year but do be aware that, that can happen and it does depend on the company having the earnings and cash flow to actually pay those dividends out so you want to be picking companies that are going to be around for a long time in order to get that reliable dividend and it tends to be more established companies that provide a dividend because growth companies don't want to send money out of the business they want to reinvest it into the business because that's where they are effective and can grow quickly cool so on to the sixth income and that is the rental income uh, and this is as it sounds it's if you buy a property and or multiple property have a portfolio and rent them out uh, generally speaking again this is predictable and steady on the basis that you have a contract with a number in it and both parties have agreed to that so it's a fixed amount for a period of time and generally speaking rents don't go down they only ever stay the same or go up so that's, that's a very good thing in the long term but there is that payment risk so there was a stat I saw last year in the UK for example where one in three rental tenants were in arrears on their payments so you've got risk of late payment and you may have to fill the gap to pay the mortgage for that property and there's risk of non-payment where you may then have to try and evict the person from the property so there are additional activities and risks that come along with the rental income but when it's working well steady predictable and it goes up but you can't generally exponentially increase it in the same way that you could with dividend income super so on to number seven now so the seventh income is capital gains and this is the umbrella term for assets increasing in value and two great examples of that property so you buy a property for two hundred thousand and then it's worth four hundred thousand ten years later so you've got a capital gain two hundred thousand which will attract some tax in a lot of cases and also shares as well so we talked about the dividend income which is one way that the shares can reward you but then you've got the capital gains where the actual share itself increases in value so your ownership of that company is worth more and last but not least and it's in fact it is least it's probably the, le the least common one is royalty income where other people pay you for using your ideas so you may sell rights or there may be some franchising and that's that's a lot less common um, compared to the previous incomes that we looked at so those are the eight i'll now just walk you through an example of kind of 
a, a typical person that perhaps in the UK or the US and we have a look at what's there. So you might start off with your job and your earned income or you might be self-employed and have some profit income from your business. So that's generally the first thing that most people have. And that may well be sufficient to have a really, really high standard of living and hit financial freedom. But for the vast majority of people, that in itself will not be enough. Uh, perhaps it might take 40 or 50 years until you retire and you get a really good pension. But you're never really truly financially free, potentially. So how can you expend, accelerate that to make it a bit quicker? Now, the, the first simple step, and again, most people do this, is they'll put some of this money into a bank account and earn interest income. But we know in the last 10 years or so, where the interest rates in a lot of the Western economy has been very low, this is not going to really do anything. And in fact, is often less than the rate of inflation. So in real terms, you're losing money by putting your money into a bank. If the price of things is going up at 2% a year and you're getting 1% interest, you're actually worse off in a year's time. And the other thing that a lot of people will have, particularly as they get to sort of middle age, is they'll have purchased their own home for their family. And generally speaking, there will be capital gains, at least historically in the long term, on your home. Now, perhaps you don't view it as an asset because it is your home rather than just a house. This is where you live and that's its primary purpose. But you will have some capital gains in the bank there that perhaps you could draw down on in some kind of an emergency if you needed to. So those are the... So that's the general sphere that the vast majority of people operate in. But what you could then do if you really want to kick on there is invest some of your spare job income, business profits, instead of putting it into a bank account. And once you've got a sufficient emergency fund, why not drop it into some stocks? And from those stocks, you'll receive a dividend income. And that will perhaps be four, five, six percent, depending on what you invest into. So that's, that's a good way to look at it. And actually, the interest you earn from your bank account, you could also further boost your stock position by investing that into the stock market. So already, you're, you're dropping a couple of your streams into that area. Then the absolutely key thing here is that reinvestment of dividends into more stocks so that next time you get even more dividends, which then means you can invest that into even more stocks and then so on and so on. So it snowballs and compounds up. That is an absolutely key way, really tried and tested way of accelerating your journey to financial freedom. So please bear that in mind. Now, this is just a general example here. I'm not giving you personalised advice because different people have very particular different circumstances. So do bear that in mind. This is just a good example that may fit the average person, but not your personal circumstance. Now, a cool topic example here is you may have some additional income from YouTube and that actually should say residual income there but that's residual income and you can drop that into again into the stock market so again boosting your stock position and that's exactly what I'm trying to do here it's one of the reasons I'm doing this is to, to share a bit of knowledge experience and learn as well but also to try and generate some extra income that I can then invest into the market to accelerate my journey to that financial freedom. And depending on how much spare money you do have, you may then invest some into a rental property. And over a period of time, that rental property property will probably have some capital gains. Certainly not guaranteed, but historically speaking, there's a decent chance of some 
capital gains, so it increases in value. And that rental property will generate rental income, which you can then, over a period of time, accumulate and reinvest to get another rental property, which will then accelerate the amount of rental income you gain. And then you'll get even more and more quickly, which you can then reinvest into another rental property. And again, there's a bit of a snowball effect. It's a slower one, but it, it can happen. And the alternative is, of course, you can invest that rental income into the stock market to get even more dividend income and the compounding goes on. So there's an example. I'm not saying this works for you, but do, do have a think around how you can reconfigure or branch out into areas to try and tap into some of these additional income streams if you're looking to push your journey forward financial freedom. Now there is the other side of the equation we talked about plus the plus side, but what about the cost side? So you may actually end up with more free money to invest if you manage and budget your costs accordingly. So I've done a show on that and I'll link to that one so you've got a, a view there. But there's only so much you can reduce your costs without um, perhaps living a lower quality life. So the better thing to do in the long term to really boost yourself is to access some of these additional income streams. Know the different levers you can pull and then build yourself a plan as to how you're going to use them. So to summarise, we've looked at the eight different income, so earned income, profit income, interest income, residual income, dividend and rental income, and then capital gains and then royalty income. So those are the eight. And yeah, keep that in mind. Think about it. I hope it's useful for you. So that's it for today. I hope you found it useful. And if you have found it useful, I'd really appreciate it if you could consider showing some additional support to the channel. So what you can do if you're on YouTube, if you want to see more like this, subscribe. Um, if you like this video in particular, hit the like button and then drop some comments if you've got some ideas about the sort of things you'd like to hear about. There's the Patreon route where you become a supporter or indeed a VIP patron and have your name flashed up in these videos to demonstrate your support. And then finally, there is the Quidco link. Now Quidco is a cashback website and there's a link there which will enable both yourself and me to gain additional cashback if you're doing some online shopping. So now's the time, we're just at the start of December 2020. People are starting to buy things online. If you use that Quidco link, that would therefore mean that you can actually earn a bit more back for yourself as whilst you're doing your online Christmas shopping. That would be pretty cool. So thank you very much, everyone, and I will catch you in the next one.